I'm James, and I'm here to relic in the drama. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I have nothing left to say, so I'm keen. <laughs> so annoyed at that. Oh uh, my god, you were like Blair Sinclair learning my choreography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to This Is Pod. It's the finale of All Stars 5. We finally made it, and we have a wonderful guest in the forum, and Pamela Joyce, joining us today. Yep, she was wonderful to chat to, and very funny, and also allowed us um vent a little bit about uh, about the season the season in its entirety and and sort of how we've we've all found it a little lackluster you may know pamela from weekend on today fm you also might hear her sometimes on the durban dave show just yeah if you're today fm listener you'll know pamela you'll love pamela already she also addresses some beef she has with james regarding natasha Bedfield, so don't miss out on that so let's not beat around the bush any further let's welcome to sissy that pod pamela joyce Pamela Joyce, thank you so much for coming on for the finale of All Stars 5. How have you been enjoying the season so far? So I know you have been saying you're gasping for a guest to come on and say that they haven't enjoyed the series. <laughs> and a happy Christmas because she's here. <laughs> you know, to quote Clueless, I know you can be overwhelmed. I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, is this it? <laughs> all stars really <laughs> oh I enjoying is a very strong verb to use I watched mm. the series I took it in and that's about it you don't regret okay. the time you gave us I don't no that's fair but <laughs> yeah. at the same time am I taking anything away from it probably not I feel, I feel it's a weird note to start off the finale episode with, but sure like they have no I, I I I would say that I agree I think that the last two episodes have been the strongest two episodes and I think that's because right the way through the season it's been like very hard to create tension because it's so clear that it was going to be Shay Cracker and Juju mm. in the finale absolutely so you were kind of just like going through the motions and then the challenges weren't great either and it was all a little bit of a little bit of a mess. And like weird editing at places. Because what's the deal with that phone call? That's all I'm saying. What, nothing, Where did that go? Nothing came of it. Unless they ran out nothing of minutes or something happened. But like... <laughs> yeah. but, they, but I think we all figured it was going to be the Queen's returning. But they never actually directly addressed the results of the phone mm. call. Like who was it? Who was it? Who made the call? Was it Alexis? It was, no, it was no Edmonds from Deal or No Deal. <laughs> the banker. The, the yeah. banker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when there was it the call of like you know somebody being like you know there's oil on your land Rue that you could frack and he's like what oh my god <laughs> make some money more money uh, but even when the queens that had been eliminated came out I was like oh yeah I forgot you were in it like bar the top three and maybe Alexis I, could, yeah. I couldn't tell you who was in the series they weren't all stars to me no and that, actually that set up as well to get up with the glory hole thing like that's the exact prop they use for the puppet challenge. So if I'd been Alexis, if I'd been the top three walking in and seeing that, instead of being like, oh, ooh, ooh, I'd have been like, oh, right, so we're doing a puppet challenge. Or I'm like, they ran out of storage. They just left it there. Perfect. It's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this week's episode, Pamela, you had something you wanted to bring up from something you heard in one of our episodes. It's difficult for me to speak about without getting emotional. 
It's just because you bruise easily. It is because I bruise easily. Thank you. And James, I certainly don't want to have your babies because of these slanderous, defamatory comments you made about the queen that is Natasha Bedingfield. Well, look, I, I, I understand the distress that this caused to you and I can only assume thousands of our sister pod listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and before I commence and continue this, I do want to confirm that these words are indeed my own. And while it oh. would have been easy enough to leave this apology unwritten, that the world needs more pockets full of sunshine. <laughs> I'll take it. And on that note, I now acknowledge that there are at least four Natasha Bedingfield songs. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll accept it. You put your research in there. You Google Natasha Bedingfield songs and you put them in a blender and you came out with some sort of apology. I, 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 I will have you know that I owned the CD single of these words. So I, I, I will, I will take, I will take um, offence at this, uh, the, this accusation levied against me that I, that I am in a, a full on. It's just reflecting your own words back to you when you said there well, was Well, we time. live in a new post-truth era. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I just really hope Natasha hears this because I had her debut album. My dad won it at a pub quiz, and I played it for months on end, and it is fantastic. I must say, I don't remember that many songs off it other than the, the four singles and then the one with Bizarre. Unbelievable song. There's a song called Size Matters. Oh. It's a bop. There is also one called Wild Horses. It's a bit of a ballad. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm gonna Do your research. back into that now this afternoon. Do. Also, someone who came up in the last episode is Alexandra Burke. Pamela, what's, your, what's the best Alexandra Burke song before we move on? Oh, that is a tough one. Broken Heels is a bit of an uh, underappreciated bop. Uh, what was mm. her one with Flo Rida? Bad Boys? Bad oh, Boys. Bad Boys. Such a good one. Mm. That, for me, Bad Boys is the one. I, I would say it's Always Start Without You. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, it's ringing a bell. In the words of another famous betting field, we got to get through this. We do so got to get through this. Let's get into the, let's get into the episode. Okay. <laughs> There, there's a lot of sort of gradual build up to the, the main challenge. There's a pillow fight. The Queens come back. Blair is learning the career from the side of the stage and they do a podcast. Where would you like to start? I think we should start with the the queens coming back because this all like <laughs> the, ooh, we want to like get all the drama talked out. I did think that was a fun thing to do, but it just really mm. highlighted the sort of lack of drama. A complete lack of drama. Like hashing out this India Alexis thing again. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Why are we still talking about it? Yeah, and even like the kind of like India Derek beef of kind of like the first episode. Like Derek, you were in it for twenty minutes. Get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looked. He looked like he'd won a prize to be there. He did. <laughs> He's like, wow, look at all these drag queens around me. Yeah. <laughs> poor Derek. Yeah, poor Derek is right. Well, I felt there was some resolution to the campaign because India was like, oh well, I was sitting inside the stage and I heard Alexis ask Mayhem, did you vote for Shay? And then Alexis correctly was like. So hold on, this campaign is happening because I asked somebody after the fact we'd all voted whether they did it or not. That's not a campaign. So India just sort of shrugs that off. But to me, that was conclusion that there was no campaign. No campaign whatsoever. And as shady as Alexis is, I don't think she's that shady. Yeah. And she's and if she were that shady, she's too smart to be that public about it. There was one thing that I thought was funny actually before the Queens came in, when the the after when they all came back from the main stage. And they were sitting chatting about their kind of previous runs. 
And Cracker, they're like talking about the fact that they all made it to certain things. And Cracker says, oh, like, oh, yeah, but you were top two before, weren't you, Shay? Which I think is really interesting because I think everyone just assumes yeah. that that was the top two. That was the like the finale mm-hmm. lip sync, that that, that that Sasha Blore, Shay Clay lip sync in, in season nine was top two. And you completely forget about Trinity and Peppermint. Pretty much. Um or even the the Sasha Peppermint lip sync that came afterwards. Yeah, but I think I think it's I think that's just like that is just like indicative of, of how people look at season nine. Like they just think of that one as the top two, and you kind of forget mm. that that she was only third. She was third adjacent, as she referred to. Yeah, it. absolutely. Because for me this time, I really like my heart was with Juju, even though I I knew it was gonna it was gonna be Shay. My heart was mm. like, come on, Juju. I really feel like she's really elevated her drag from the last time we've seen her. I feel as though. Even her presence and her personality, she's a lot more comfortable in who she is. And I've really, yeah. I've enjoyed watching her this season more than any other season we've had her. And I was like, come on, Juju, pull through. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's the, because we were kind of saying it's been a bit of a lackluster season. I think it would have been like unwatchable if it hadn't been for Juju and the talking heads that she put in and her, like her community performances in the room challenge and the, the kind of TMZ one. And then like her snatch game, I would controversially say, or maybe not so controversially say that she should have won snatch game. Yeah. I think that that Eartha kit was, was funnier and more relatable than the Flav of Flav. Flav of Flav was really good as well. But I, I think that she... She had a lot of points where she kind of, I think, deserved to maybe win the challenges, but didn't quite get the recognition. Yeah. Um, though I, I, that's the thing is like overall, based on this particular episode, I can see why it went to Shay, and I wouldn't be disappointed. I think she's like an absolutely amazing queen. But I was, I was rooting for Juju as well. Juju had my heart. Yeah, and I think the only thing that held her back, while I said she's a little bit more confident than we've seen her before, she lacks the confidence of an all-star, I think. Like, even her final performance to clap back, it just wasn't fully there. And maybe it's that she's not comfortable choreography. I don't know what it is, but if you're going to be an all-star girl, you need to learn to dance. Yeah, absolutely. You can't float by in charisma, in choreography. Oh, one thing I was thinking, Todrick's choreo in this bit, he... He's been give, given sort of like feedback or the, the you know, kind of the last couple of times he's been on, people have been like giving out about him kind of like being real harsh on the girls and kind of like saying, you know, oh God, you should have come prepared. But this time he seems to be being much more generous to them in the way he was. So like even like Juju was like, I'm bad at choreography. And previously with Todrick, you would have had him being like, oh girl, oh, I don't think she's going to make it. Whereas this time it was just kind of like laughing along. So go, oh, yeah, cool, fair enough. Which I so think I thought that was a different side to him. It should have been reversed. It should be the other way in like, we'll say a regular season of Drag Race. If you can't dance, he'd be like, okay, we'll work around it. But it's all stars. You yeah, need to exactly. be able to perform and dance and you can't be in the top three if you can't pick up simple choreography. And like Juju's and Crackers compared to Shay's, it was like a different performance. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that was when we get into talking about that. I, I found that a little distracting in that like it was such three different styles. But like, I don't know. Like if you, this was by a long way the least entertaining of the sort of like big stage sort of song finales that they've had in oh the do you stars. think so I think there's been a lot more worse ones American I thought was bad oh, no I'm just Queen, I'm talking about all stars just the all stars ones okay super queen then no I love super queen mm. like I, oh, no. I would I would Queen's. go and I, I actually I would actively listen to super queen as well like it, it, you know in my spotify in my ear holes I'm like here we are <laughs> super queen <laughs> I love the runway version of super queen but the one the queens did the sort of rocky version. Not for you. Yeah, not oh you. no, it's giving me Taylor's of folklore. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I just think as a whole, it, it, 
I don't know if they don't have the production budget they used to have or what the story is. Yeah. But it just felt, everything felt so lacklustre. I felt the issue with this song. I actually thought the song was kind of good. I kind of got, I know, or Kelly Stansel, but I got a bit of bumping grind off it almost. Like this sort of like almost Northern African instrumentation. But I just felt whatever they did with the mix of the vocals, you couldn't hear what they were saying. And, and you know, this is their, their opportunity to get their personality across through the channel of a verse. And I was like, I'm going to need to listen to that another five times to even understand what Miss Cracker is do, saying. Do you know, um, and this, 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 okay, so I'm going to take you on a journey. Do you know if you're like, when, you, when you're on that tipping point between kind of like drunk and kind of going to get sick drunk mm-hmm. and you're in a, you're in like a nightclub or a really loud bar and all the background noise, like the people talking, the waitresses delivering drinks around the place, the music playing has merged into one. <laughs> and all you can kind of hear is the need to find a private space to like just sort of zen yourself. And it's like the franticness. That's what this song was to me. What a perfect analogy. <laughs> Stunning. I also like the idea of you doing a parody of Gotta Get Through This, but I'm going to get sick drunk. I'm going to get sick drunk. <laughs> oh, it's coming full circle. I'm so happy. <laughs> it was just bizarre. And like, what I really enjoy is when you get to see them recording their lyrics and going in and going through it and messing it up and then getting it right. So you've heard the lyrics a couple of times so you can focus on the performance. But I couldn't tell you one thing any of them said. No. No, in terms of the aesthetic styles of the three things, I enjoyed Crackers the most. Um, I also liked, which is sort of unusual for for a Drag Race um, performance, is that they had like they had ladies on the stage, like actual ladies, and I was like, that's 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 fun and interesting. Mm. And then. one thing I did that stood out quite strongly at the moment I don't know if you're living for Drag Race Canada as, as much as we are Pamela. It, it is I haven't started it yet I'm, go- I'm saving, I'm saving it. it dude that, that's a good idea yeah. this isn't a spoiler but in, the, in the, the episode this week they had the pit crew and one of the pit crew was a fuller figured gentleman yes and I thought, yeah and I was like you know what come through why isn't yeah. there like a bit of a chub up there on the stage I want to see it I'm here for it perfect okay um, good so I was just kind of like you know abs across the board and then sort of like like ladies in frumpy dresses and I I don't know I, wa- I was I was just sort of like I, wa- I wasn't gagging no Widow Von Du did not tell me need to tell me to relax my throat <laughs> I was not gagged <laughs> I thought the the returning queens would do more cario. they just sort of walked around in a circle like you know a, a dog at Crufts no I know they all they all emerged from behind that glory hole like a flock of little Nasha Lopez's like waving their hands <laughs> and like and then just sort of were like meh for the rest of the episode. It was kind of like they started the loads of ideas. They're like, hey, we'll bring the girls back. We'll have the phone call. And then it all just went, Bew! and they just didn't yeah. bother finishing any of the ideas they started. Yeah. No, I, I, I was wondering like if there, like, was there like something which they in retrospect realized wouldn't work with the way they did the phone call and that they needed to cut out the bit that kind of gave us the resolution to it. Like they were like, oh, or, I, because as it got towards the end of the episode, I started getting like a, a bit of like, oh god, are they gonna like do the weird like cast announcement for All Stars Six now? And where we was like, oh, the girls for All Stars Six said that they had to come over, and like that was gonna be the big gag of the whole episode with the phone. That would bit. be a great gag. Really I love that. They did that at the end of X on the Beach one time, where all the next cast walked out of the room. Like, it's our beach now. Oh, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> So that would be great, but I know that wouldn't happen because they've only started putting out the the calls for All Stars Six. Heidi in closet said she turned it down and stuff. So no! they're casting it as we speak. Yeah. But my problem is 
you have to give us a chance to miss it. I think season yeah. five failed so much because season 12 was so good. And we didn't have a beat. We had what? Three, two, three weeks in between them. We didn't even. Did we not? I think we had. There was like went from we went from f- for finale straight through. Like it was literally like a, a less than five days. And you need you need now. to give us an opportunity to be like, oh, I miss Drag Race. I can't wait. Like not to bring up Love Island. I know. Sorry, but <laughs> you miss it by the time it comes around. You're like, yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Let's go. Whereas this, you're like. Okay, it's the same thing I've seen. I've been watching it for the last 12 weeks. Well, yeah, let's go through the queens in this series and, and, and just discuss whether briefly, like, they've gone up or down or stayed the same in our estimation. Your reputation in the Drag Race Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the canon of queens could be at stake, you know? So let's start off with Derek Barry. Did they go up or down in your opinion? I weirdly think he went up. Me too. Even though he's only there for a minute. He, like... <laughs> 49, 49 seconds of airtime, probably, yeah. is all we got from him. Now, I adore Britney, so I don't think Derek does, I love. Yeah. But I, I was rooting for him. I was like, Derek Bragg, great. You kind of didn't really get your chance in your season, so come no. on, let's do it. And I was surprised when she got eliminated, but look, probably yeah. down for me. Okay, I, I found he got such a shady edit in this episode. Like, literally every time he was on, he was on the runway, his crown fell off. He was had a talking yeah. head. He said relic instead of relish. I was like, come on, Derek. Go. We were all rooting for you. We were. <laughs> Leave Derek alone. <laughs> uh, on Gina then. So, James, you're saying went down. Yeah, I, I think I, I would say that of the, like, reputational, reputational blowout from this season, and, you know, because this is really important stuff, um, mm-hmm. for Angina, I would say that this has had the biggest impact mm. because I think that she went from kind of being this sort of mysterious, like, she was, she was Bigfoot, you know, she was the Loch Ness Monster. She was this whole, like, kind of like, oh, did she even exist? She was so sort of spectacular and, and wonderful. And then she came back and it was like, oh, you're not a funny and you're super unconfident and your looks overwhelmed you and you obviously, like, I just, it, 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 to me, it just kind of like burst a bit of that bubble. Mm-hmm. You take a risk going on with your reputation and what's preceded yeah. you and how people view you from your season. It yeah. can go either way. And I think just for Angina this time, it didn't quite work out. Mariah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> what did you bring to the table? Nothing. Oh. Well, Mariah went up for me like a bit just because I think she kind of elevated her runways and I got to see some of her personality in that make get a room challenge. But other than that, um like it went up by like maybe 10%. Okay. In the like in the realm of the Wow presents YouTube series that people make, she's often like a West Hollywood drag queen he's able to be dragged in to be on Tutor Boot or to be on whatever show you need to be on to like you know they need a space and I have over the last couple of years grown to absolutely love her she's such a dry sense of humour and she is I when I saw her on the cast she was like she was the person I was excited okay. to see on the cast like, she was the person I was most excited to see and I would say that she just she just tapped out like she she just didn't bring it and I, and I was like this you know Maybe a little bit of the Jasmine Masters thing of like you'd kind of gone on to build like this bit of a thing for yourself in this particular online world, and then yeah, and her runways like her entrance look was weird because like her she's known for these like beautiful pageant looks, so it's like lean into that. Mm. Lean, you don't need to like make yourself an edgy queen with like a weird superhero thing. Like you know, lean into what you're good at. Uh, and I felt she kind of <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I think she didn't make the best of the opportunity. Pa- Beautiful. Are you, are you saying Pamela she couldn't get any lower for you? 
Pretty much. Yeah. Like when you're at a zero, I'm not going to put her into minus, but she okay. stayed at a zero well, that, for me. Pana, what about for you, Mayhem, up or down? Up, actually. Okay. I think in terms of her drag, not great, but her pieces to camera were hilarious. I loved it. Okay, yeah, but, th- that's a good point because I did. I she kind of went down for me because I thought she was a decent enough runway queen in season ten, and I just thought most things she wore this week, this mm. season, were a bit. Ugh. I don't mean really, like she's kind of my who mm. queen. Like I'm kind of like yeah. all right. Other than that, like other than that black glove dress, like what 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 were you bringing? And the blinking. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I think she. I think for me, she she sort of went down. India up. When I first saw that she was on it, I was like, okay didn't love you first time around but we'll give it another go first two to three episodes I was like no get out of my face can't stand you but then towards the end she softened a little bit and I think mm. she was a little little more genuine than people gave her credit for so I would have to say a definitive up I think so up I think she's the biggest success story maybe of this season only because she had she was at zero for me like no a lot of people didn't know who she was and I didn't really think the first episode she deserved to win that by that much but I just think she had some really good run- runways and obviously she, she's really sort of for me later case as a self crafty queen yeah. and with a good taste and you know likes a sense of drama as well so she's definitely up Alexis adore Alexis I think yes has definitely gone up um Initially, I was like, she's just a bitch. But then I'm like, it's her. It's what she wants to do. <laughs> Speak your mind. I'm a bitch. Like, get over it. Yeah. At first, you're like, she's just a bitch. And then you're like, oh, she's, a, she's just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but she but she owns it. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to say that. And if it offends you, yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to, you know, censor myself for your feelings. I, I hadn't really liked her in her first season. She, wa- she wasn't one of my, my favorites in season three. I, I didn't, like, under, didn't get it. This season, I really got her much more. I think she is... Yeah, I, I really like her now. And I think that she... I, I, it was a pity she wasn't top four. Yeah. I think that it, that that's the top four that should have existed. She should have had her in it as well. And I think that she was, like, funny throughout the season. She had, like, great runways. Yeah. She was creative. She did bring the drama. She wasn't afraid to sort of, you know, tell people what was on her mind. I did, I did, And I think that the season was kind of missing a bit of that. So it was very lucky she was there to do that. Yeah, I think so too. And the fact that she won Snatch Game was is great for her canon of expertise, I think, on the show. Finally, and I think this will be an interesting one, Blair. Up, down, in the middle. So initially I was like, Blair, good for you. Your confidence is next level. You've really improved your drag. You've elevated it. You've got a definite look. You've improved your um, design. Like her design challenges were amazing. Mm. And then I was just a bit like, okay, let's not overstep the mark now. The ego has kind of surpassed the talent, I think, there. Not in a bitchy way. I'm being Alexis now. I'm just like, (laughs) let's just have a little bit of humble pie, Blair. And let's just take a step back. Yeah, I think what she was, what, what people liked about her most was that she was sort of cute and naive and she was kind of just doing her best. Whereas I think she lost that appeal this season mm. and she didn't yeah. really, for me, make up with other things. No, I think that in the in the like bit at the beginning of the episode where, where we had the queens back and they were all chatting about the, like, the, the drama throughout the season and there was a conversation around the girls sending themselves home, like Angina and Mayhem kind of voting for themselves. Like, you know, there's a balance between knowing when the writing's on the wall and understanding when to make your exit, like I would say Angina and Mayhem maybe did at that point, and kind of just like being in full-on self-denial. Like, the meltdown she had maybe the week before about, was it the week India went home, where she was like, how could you even be thinking about sending me home? I was like, well, you don't have any wins. No. You have barely featured in the top. You're kind of like floating by. Your runways have been 
Meh. Yeah. And it's like, I, 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 there was an overinflated sense of confidence, which I think is important to have as a drag queen. But when you're watching it back in this competition format, you're like, you need to have the mm. goods to back it up, essentially. And exactly. Yeah. I, watching her stand up, I had to skip after about 20 seconds. I couldn't watch it. I was too uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is horrific. I actually need, I had to skip through it. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. It was too bad. Okay. So I think we've been giving out about the production, the producers this season, but I think one stroke of genius is letting all 10 queens compete in the final, final runway. Cause it's just, you know, like Carson said oh, at the yeah. end, it's Exciting. just drag excellence, right? So uh, first up then is Derek Barry. Uh, with her her best drag what did you think of this this princessy beautiful moment she looks gorgeous this is the best Derek has ever looked yeah. on the drag race runway 100% just beautiful colour hair looks amazing did her crown fall off I think it might yes, have yes it did but sure look that's <laughs> Derek. part of me is also though like you have 15 seconds on the runway do what you're known for your your image isn't going to change you're always just going to be the Britney girl so just do a really good Britney I know she's trying to move away from that but just that's what we came to see mm. you don't really bring anything else to the table yeah. just give me Britney no, I mean and like and Britney has like like I oh my god if she had walked out there in that iconic denim dress like ah oh, stunning <laughs> and a cardboard like cut that. out of Justin Timberlake like perfect oh that would have been uh, yeah even even a cardboard cut out of herself in the like the, the denim suit so like uh, that would have been perfection yeah. but like uh, she's trying to she's trying to prove a point to to uh, Michelle when in reality she should be just trying to prove a point to or just trying to like show herself Absolutely. to the audience at home next up is Angina in this really sort of lovely newspaper dress kind of remind me a bit of Misha B didn't she have a newspaper dress at one point uh, yeah the it's supposed to be an elevated look of her final look of season one did we like this I think it's a bit obvious I've seen it before a newspaper dress is nothing spectacular yeah. Carrie Bradshaw did it in 2002 next yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I, I Ivy Winters did it before mm. better as well um, she just never managed to get her runways right has she no poor old poor no someone who does do well on the runways though is Mariah um, now I feel I kind of thought we'd get an even higher version of Mariah and this runway just because this should be what she excels at I think this was still good but I expected better it's stunning but I don't think it's all stars finale worthy no I love the like the blue orchid colour and I like the grey in their hair and stuff and her face is always like just like beautiful like her, her makeup is always spectacular but it is kind of like it, it's not the it's not the knockout punch that you'd be expecting from the although maybe she was like she has some like fantastic amazing outfit and she was like well I could wear the actual finale look but I'm not going to do that now because I'm going to save it for another more impactful Well, time. actually, that's a good point because I did think the, fi- the finale three queens did look by far the best. Maybe mm. maybe yeah. they weren't wearing their finale looks. Maybe they just wore one of the other looks on the runway that they didn't get a chance to wear. Yeah. And maybe I mean, then they were like, oh, you know, we can't overshine the finale three final three queens. Yeah. I mean, Mayhem just grabbed up some like satin sheets from TK Maxx and wrapped them around herself. And like, <laughs> I do have a soft spot for her, though. I don't know what it is. Like she's beautiful, but it's just oh God, lazy, stunning. But this, this is this is this is not this is not this is not the look. No, again, like mm-hmm. you would wonder. Going into a f- final look, why would you wear trousers? It should be gown all the way, do you know? So um, yeah, maybe yeah. this wasn't a f- finale look, I don't know. Next up then was India. I feel we saw nicer during the run of the show. We did. And I, I have 
just massive issues with India's makeup. Very heavy. And like, I can't get past it. Also, the way she placed her hand on her hips was to hide her underwear as well. I don't know if you noticed that. But she constantly has her hips there to hide her, her panty strap. She's smart. Um, the boobs, the boobs are a bit much for me. Um, but the gown is stunning and that's pretty much where it ends. The, the gown is, the gown is stunning. Um, the makeup and hair are, are questionable. Mm-hmm. Not questionable, but I just, I just don't I think, think they work well. I think you needed a dark hair to go yeah, to makeup. Like, she ha- always has that super heavy contouring yeah. and like the, like the forehead done. And it's like, that's obviously that real old style of drag that she does. And I just think she... She, she didn't marry it maybe with the hair yeah. very well. Alexis was up next then uh, with this the black and white striped ruffle over the shoulder. I thought it was really Jessica Rabbit. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like Alexis' body is outrageous and she yeah. knows how to dress her body, which I love. Her makeup is stunning. Her hair is stunning. It's it's a strong yes for me. I, I would give this a strong two with the exception of the unnecessary bolt of fabric pins to her, her, her waist that's just like hanging out for no reason. I think that it would... I, I don't know. I, I just... I find it like a bit awkward looking. I think it gave it a little bit of je ne sais quoi. A bit of vavavoom. Yeah. A little something, something. A little something extra. Blair was up next uh, and I feel she really missed the mark with this. What? This was like, yeah, I didn't really like it. That was too all over the place. I kind <laughs> of loved it. I thought it was like, like kind of, this is obviously what she's going for now. Like this kind of like, alty queen with kind of like you know references from other around the places and like fashiony I, I, I thought she was kind of fab I think it is absolutely stunning it's like if Elsa was a crack whore but like just completely lost the run of herself but also <laughs> pulled it back together I mean it's like Elsa but like fucking stunning I don't know if I can yeah. curse I'm sorry um, <laughs> the the hair the makeup the diamonds the shoes were questionable they were a bit clunky for me but other than that, I thought it was unbelievable. So less let it go, more give me gear. Yeah, pretty <laughs> give much. Me gear, give me gear. Shoot it up, girl. <laughs> and I don't particularly like Blair, so you know that when I'm saying I love her look, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the final three looks. And I mean, I think my favorite of them all was Juju. Oh my God, she looks stunning. Fantastic. I nearly fell off the chair. Yeah. It was like gasp I've had to pause it and just take it in I was like oh wow that that orange fabric the everything about it was just perfection see this is like Alexis had that unnecessary bolt of fabric and like this is a necessary okay. bolt of fabric in my view as a professional seamstress <laughs> <laughs> but you see the thing is you expect Jujube to go for the big ball gown and to look gorgeous so this was totally subverting expectations I feel like the last two weeks this and her sort of you know Club Kid Lee Barry look really have sort of reinvented what Juju can do she's done yeah a lot of different things this year and I think she's really made a point of being like look I'm not a one note queen I can do all of this and I've worked really hard to elevate my drag and it definitely shows and think about that. This is this is the same woman who came out dressed as a witch and Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think the one thing that this proves is that you can you can work on your you can learn to dance. You can work on your 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 runways and your fashion. But the one thing you can't work on is your personality, and she mm-hmm. has that in spades. Yeah. So like. She can she can fine tune the things she needs to fine tune. If you're a queen who has like amazing, like if you're a Miss Fame, you're, you've got the you've got the looks always. You're gonna have the amazing, but you you can't 
get the wit and charm yeah. and that, that, that Juju has. Yeah. Next up then was Miss Cracker. What did you think of this, Pamela? Initially, I was a bit underwhelmed by it. But the more I looked at it, I was like, okay, this makes sense. It's very different for Cracker, I think. It has elements of old Cracker, but it's a nod to something new, I think, and a nod to the new Cracker. Um, mm. I would give it a 7 out of 10, I think. I think I'd give it a bit higher than that. I thought it would, like, again, at the start, I was like, oh, a weird shape. But kind of as she spun around, I kind of thought, like, how ornate it is. And I was like, wow, this really is real sort of decorative and then when she sort of explained the the Jewish culture to it all I was like oh okay this is a real sort of signature piece so I would say like a a nine for me I think that whenever a queen chooses to wear a weighty headpiece it always creates kind of an awkwardly stilted kind of movement um and while it get while it like it looks beautiful and when she was standing on the runway in it like she looked fab I thought her walk was a little awkward and kind of robotic in it um but I do think it was beautiful I love the color all the like pearls and stuff just look gorgeous and that like the fan shaped thing and head um, no, she looked she looked great mm. Shay then final look in this. Is that cerise pink? I think it's unfortunate that their, her dress and Cracker's dress are basically the same colour. I think it gave it less of a, an impactful entrance. Uh, when she first came out, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then when she was doing her, um, when she was talking to the judges, I was like, okay, no, this is stunning. Her make, like her face alone, she could come out butt naked and win a design challenge. It's just breathtaking. And the more I look at the dress and the detail and the, the puffy sleeves, it's a masterpiece. See, the thing with, with, with this dress for me is it isn't as nice as that dress she did stand-up comedy in. And I figure it has to be better than everything else you've done. So that's kind of my only... It's it's sort of similar, almost sort of that belle silhouette, but it isn't as nice as that red one. So that's kind of a bit of a, ah uh, for me. I disagree. Well, I think that this is just so beautiful. And when she tells the story about how it relates back to her mother as well, like I just think it... It's really powerful and I think she looked like her face is amazing. The only one tiny thing for me, and it's like it literally is just by the way, we're watching this and like we're looking at this on Netflix with the way it's paused is that like there's a there's a lack of symmetry in the like the the two things coming over the, the shoulder, which kind of is like, oh that's and then I noticed that on the runway as well. I was like, that's you know, kind of like Sloppy. a tiny little detail. But that's like if that's the detail you're picking up on, I I, I think she looked beautiful, like yeah. so stunning. And I think that she owned this episode right the way through. In the, yeah, she, in the challenge, in the runway, in the lip sync at the end. Now, why were Monet and Trinity not there? It was the weirdest thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. Like, my initial thing was, they're going to be the lip sync assassins. It makes perfect sense. Oh, Let's good. bring them back. And maybe, like, we've, we're kind of done with the other all-stars, no offence. But they yeah. could be the lip sync assassins. Pick the top two girls. One goes against... Money, one goes against Trinity or something along that vein. It was a pointless 30 second little clip and it was like, okay, hey girls, what's the point of this? And the thing was, I'd seen sort of trails on social media of the two of them doing their makeup together and the promo pictures of Trinity and and Monet and their looks. And for that to only manifest itself in yeah. a stupid fucking video. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. I would have rather not even mention it. No, what was well, the point? Well, I don't know. I, I kind of loved it because I don't know, like, that That was a, that whole, like, that whole bit was like a whole, was a callback to Tu Wong Fu. And the, so that's the, the movie from, I don't even know when it was, but with, with like Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes played, played sort of pageant drag queens and they drive across America 
and they were dressed as those like those characters and in that I believe there's a scene where Rue crowns both of them the winner of a pageant so I think that's like a clever tie-in sure. and like, I think that there's I think that there's like the reason they're doing that is for like an entertainment weekly spread that's obviously happening with with them in it because I've seen a couple of other photos pop up on, on both of their, their social media so I like I was actually like well that's an amazing tie-in and then that's like Tu Wong Fu is such a, a like a like a, a, a and then like it's such a reference point for for drag culture now that like I was like this, this is sort of too perfect but then not to have them there in person like they should have rolled in onto the stage in like a Cadillac with the top down like they were driving around in and they should have been able to get out and you know sort of do something more than just like provide a video that obviously was pre-recorded when they didn't know who even was going to be in the finale so they were like girl well done and good luck girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward and just unnecessary and it, I, d- I don't understand what the point of it was yeah I, they no, had to they I, had to refer to them in some way you were mentioning earlier about perhaps a production values where where like they have less less of a budget now so maybe they just didn't have the money to fly them in they've been flying all those other queens in all season yeah. <laughs> and they'd already had money <laughs> money was there like four days ago <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. That was disappointing. The final lip sync then is between all three of them. Ugh. And it's uh, Janelle Monáe's Make Me Feel, which is a track I love. And once the first set of dum, 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 bum, started, I was like, oh my God, Cracker is so out of her depth. Absolutely. Because B has such a such a way of embodying someone and she embodied Janelle so well. And then Shay's obviously a choreographing master. So yeah, poor Cracker didn't stand a chance. No, no. And she's doing her like token tumble thing and then Juju and Shay like crossed over her and she had to stop mid-tumble and just like do this little crawl thing and it was just like, (laughs) it's not working girl, it's just not working. Now I do have an issue with the fact that they're trying to, you know, do things like, I want to see all three of you lip sync, like we're bored of the surprises, we had two winners last year, just have the normal like there's been a lot of different yeah. things this season just give us a top two eliminate someone you have an opportunity here to create drama where there has been very little drama throughout the season yeah just kick someone to the side so who would you have kicked off as third Cracker see I think I that, think so too see I, I think that Cracker would have been the one to choose but I think if they were going to that it probably would have had to have been Juju just because she had the fewest wins I don't go off the wins thing. I think they have the option of going by track record or by in that task and the runway. Yeah. I think you could say shade the best in the task, judge the best on the runway. There's so many opportunities, yeah, where someone's runway look is better or someone's main challenge is better or someone marginally wins, but that's completely forgotten about. It's just you won this. Like they could win by a hair and yeah. it's just forgotten that this person who came second is completely forgotten about. So I don't like yeah, going like, off look wins. Look at Jada. Yeah. No, yeah. I think no. You're actually you're you are correct. I I, I take it back. I apologize. Uh, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I think that actually, if if it had just been a lip sync between Juju and Shay, it would have been much more compelling to watch because you wouldn't have had Cracker kind of like bolting around the stage trying to pull focus. And I think that Shay and Juju gave two very very different performances of the songs of the song. But both were brilliant. Equally powerful. Whereas Cracker was just sort of like, yeah. And I'm like, it was kind of like Butterfly Gate. Like, if you're going to do a reveal, do a reveal. Instead of like pissy little glitter falling out of your tits. Like, I barely even saw (laughs) Like, I barely even saw it. I was like, come on. (laughs) It was kind of like two Glamazons trying to, you know, out Glamazon each other. And then like a clown, crusty the clown. really spraying them with water from a flower on his brain. And she was like holding on to the tassels for about 
five or six seconds before she pulled them off and I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And then I was like, like a tiny trickle of glitter. And I was like, oh, wow, well done, Cracker. Yeah, no, and she did that like breast push move about like 18 times and it's like, we need we need fresh moves. Yeah. <laughs> Says choreographer expert James. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I think that for me, in reality, like whether there was two or three of them up there lip syncing, that there really was only one person who, who, who was, uh, there was only one person I was watching and that was Shay Wright from the minute. That blue gown she was wearing just pulled me in immediately and her performance was just like I, I would imagine that that's a song she has definitely done before many times like that is absolutely a song that I would put yeah. into her wheelhouse mm-hmm. and I would say that that's almost a performance she probably has perfected over years so she may have had an advantage there but I was really happy to see it and I thought she was spectacular and I loved there was no massive reveals there was no tricks there was no cartwheels there was no death drops it was just very simple here's the robot here's me fucking I keep cursing here's the robot here's me serving face like I could not stop looking at her and it was so simple and it was just like that's how you do it yeah exactly and, and the robot tied in because you know Gemini has this whole I'm an android sort of thing so tied into that even if it doesn't really suit the song so I felt they both her and Juju B really got into the weeds of the song and really channeled it really well yeah. was, I, yeah. I really felt Cracker was very much surface level yeah I'm out in the club yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, James, you were channeling Team Juju for going into the final. Are you happy with the winner or are you disappointed? Very happy with the winner. Uh, it's, and, and I think we were saying this just before we started as well. It's nice to have a, it's nice to have a winner selected who feels like they actually deserve to be not that they not that the other winners don't deserve but it's like who are you alluding to here well basically i'm just thinking that in my view the drag race hall of fame should be chad alaska shangela manila and now shay and through production tricks and whatnot and sort of like just weird decisions taken in terms of like format changes we've ended up with kind of people who are deserved you know who are excellent drag queens brilliant drag queens spectacular drag queens but who in the realms of that particular competition maybe had the cards just been allowed to shuffle themselves instead of being like had like producer hands on them probably wouldn't have been the people that would have won so it's it's sort of a rewarding experience because you're seeing someone who you think deserves to win actually win as opposed to oh yeah, I guess of the people that's left, this is the person that I'd give it to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I think is, is a nice feeling. And, I, and Shay yeah. is amazing. She's spectacular. And I totally agree. I was like that with Trixie Mattel. Yeah. So I had known she won All-Stars 3 before I watched her season. And I was like, is that it? Is that this Trixie Mattel that everyone's obsessed with? So then you have to think about how she could have changed so much between her season and All-Stars and how she ended up winning it when the first Trixie we saw was a bit meh so it was amazing to see someone like Shay who was so close and did deserve yeah maybe to win her season but to come back and be like yes all stars and similarly as well I was happy with Shay because with season 12 I was team Gigi all the way yeah even though I love Jada I didn't really get the yes moment at the end I was like mm-hmm. oh so I definitely yeah. got that this time so I'm happy with Shay winning yeah I, I do think it was we've we've given out about the format, but ultimately, it's genuinely was the closest final I think of them all. Is it worth the sacrifice of the drama and the goops and the gag reel on the way to get an actual fair final? If we'd had a moment earlier in the season where Shay had been sent home, that would have been like undeniably like the gag of the century. Oh my god! But it, I think it would have left a bitter taste because you just would have been like, all oh, right, okay, well now 
mm-hmm. you know, who, who who's the person that really deserves to to have won this. I will like, yeah. I will give Cracker props for when she was putting her lip picking her lipstick and she picks Shay and she's like, Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was very, I will give her credit where credit's yeah, due. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there there is an alternate timeline where where we have a Benz La Creme versus Shangela lip sync for All Stars Three, which I mean would be insane or how would you pick between those two? But yeah. Oh, that would have been spectacular. I think that Benzela probably would have won. Like, yeah. I mean, I think in, in reality, like, she she was on course. I, I watched her Hey Queen there again a while ago where she was talking about it and she basically was like, yeah, I would have won. I definitely would have won that season. So I could leave knowing I would have won that season. And I and I was like, I was like, you know what? Fair fucking play to you. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> 100%. Well, Pamela, thank you so much for joining us today. We have to let you go because you've got your job. To I do, do have. Eh, maybe not. I'm enjoying this. It's fine. I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> The radio will play itself. An, an hour of music will be fine. <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. And I don't know if you have this power or not, but if you, there's some Natasha Bedingfield you could spend for us <gasps> today, we'd appreciate it. That is a fantastic idea. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But there we go. Office by Rap. I, I mean, and no, a more deserved no. winner we could not think of. No, um, but it is it's sort of like reflecting mm. now let's stand here in a moment and reflect on, on Drag Race is this like at the end of Big Brother where you know Davina's is like now the story of Big Brother and it's like some big montage and it starts off with like all the season 12 Queen's promo looks and then the drum bombshell of Sherry Pie and then the messed up edits of Sherry Pie and then you know gradually the coronavirus comes along we have to see Drew in a face keeny and then also survive <laughs> And then All Stars Five, and then All Stars Five with, because I mean I I remember like and I think even before that you've got like All Stars Five True, having yes. been like, pushed back, so like you've got all those queens arriving over at like Drag Race UK to mm. like a an absolute whimper and um uh but yeah, no no I, I think looking back it, it's been it's been a very 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 strong year for for Drag Race yeah now we've moved on to. Like, it is one of the best seasons of Drag Race of all So we time. will be People dealing with lost. Drag Race Canada on Saturdays going forward. So it's only going to be, like, one day, two days after it's released. Like we said, next Saturday will be Drag Race Canada Snatch Game. But we still have the one that was out last, last Friday, which we'll be talking about on Wednesday. So get ready. Also, we have a very fun interview with Davina DeCampo coming up soon in one of the Wednesday slots. So keep an eye out for that. She was great. She was so good with her time. We asked her, I think we asked her some some hard hitting questions. We did. Yeah, no. And it was also, it was fun to go back to, go back to like our, our, um, our, our, our inception, our origin story. This is like this is like the Christopher Nolan origin story of Sissy Dot Pod, all the way in the the dark, gritty history of. Uh, okay, well, of, until of next UK. Saturday, I will be announcing the winner of the Fancy League over on Instagram at Sissy Dot Pod. So there was a different sort of format this week. So the winner this week who won a twenty euro gift voucher, and the winner overall won a twenty euro gift voucher for Just Eat as well. So stay tuned to that on the Instagram at Pod. Until Wednesday, have a nice weekend. Bye! Bye!